Let me start this episode off by saying, if you saw the title of this episode and hesitated, but you're still hitting that play button, I am proud of you. We are going to be talking about analytics today in your business, and I know analytics can be scary. The word is like, oh, what does that even mean? Sometimes that's how we feel about analytics, but it's going to be okay. It's really important to be understanding your analytics, and it's really important to look at them on a consistent basis. We're going to simplify what analytics are, what analytics you need to be paying attention to, and how you can use this information in your product business, in your e-commerce business. You're listening to Product Powerhouse, a podcast to inspire and empower you while you build a powerful product-based business that fuels your passion and feeds your family. I'm your host, Erin Alexander. I run an e-commerce web design agency that helps shop owners build, grow, and scale. This podcast is all about actionable strategies specifically for your product-based business. So friend, grab a nice coffee and let's chat because DIYing your business doesn't mean you have to do it alone. You probably already know as most of us do, that your analytics are important to track and measure, just like tracking our finances. And just like finances, it can feel daunting to track your analytics. I have the same issue. Like I will start a spreadsheet of analytics and fill it in for four months and then forget about it until December. If that is also you, just know you are not alone. I think we put off looking at the numbers in our business because we're scared of what we might find. I know sometimes I'm even afraid to even watch the videos that my bookkeeper sends me because I just don't want to see the places where I feel like I don't measure up. Because the possibility of having to confront that failure can leave you feeling drained before you've even started. We end up putting it off. But ignoring your analytics while it allows you to avoid these ugly types of feelings, it's also giving you a false sense of security. On the other side, sometimes we can try to read into the data too much, which also creates ugly feelings of inadequacy. It's really important to look at analytics objectively so that we can see the areas that are working well and the areas where things can be improved. So today we're going to just dive into analytics, know what these numbers mean so we can look at them without fear, without confusion, and just understand what they're saying, and then take action so that this information, this data that we are collecting benefits our business. In its simplest form, your analytics is just data that will help you measure growth and understand how customers are engaging with your store. And it helps you pick up on patterns that are emerging over time. And yes, they do feel scary because they can shine a light on what's going wrong in your business, what things are falling through the crack. But this is actually really helpful information. This is how you can find out maybe your contact form isn't working or you have a 404 page or anything like that. But again, I want to remind you, this also shines light on what is working. So you have a better understanding of how you should be spending your time. Knowing exactly what's going on means that you can find solutions and take appropriate actions to move forward in your business. The other piece of this is that just looking at your analytics every once in a while isn't going to do much good. 
the key is consistency. You need to be regularly viewing and analyzing your data to really see the benefits. And you don't want to just take it at the surface level. You need to dive deep into your findings and discover what they truly mean for your business. What I want you to do, maybe even pause this episode and do it right now, is set a recurring date in your calendar to sit down and look at all of your important metrics. Maybe it's once per quarter. It could also be once a month or weekly, depending on probably the volume of your store. If you're doing more than 100 orders in a week, you definitely want to be looking at this on a weekly basis because if something starts going wrong, you want to catch it fast. And if you're doing a handful of orders, a month, then you could do this once per quarter. And you could also set like a quarterly time to go even deeper and just review the numbers on a monthly basis if that works better for your schedule and the way you like to plan things. By reviewing your analytics at consistent intervals, you're going to be able to recognize and take notes of any patterns appear. If there's certain months where revenue tends to decrease and why that may be happening, or maybe you notice that your conversions have been dropping steadily and that might let you know that maybe you need to revamp your website or refresh it so that people are more engaging. Those are things that you will see by recording and reviewing your data over time consistently. I can give you a great example in my own business. I was recently looking at Google Search Console for my own business and suddenly realized that it hadn't been working or I hadn't been getting any traffic to my site in a couple of months. And this is previously something I reviewed all the time. Like it was something I kept on top of because I used it to plan the content for this podcast. And something happened early this year, I want to say like February, March. And for a solid few months, I was not getting any traffic. And the reason I realized this is because one of the companies I'm an affiliate with, I just stopped getting people signing up with my link. And it was such a surprise. Like I couldn't understand why they just stopped because I had been previously getting a lot of signups through my link. And that would be why. So this is another reason, or not another reason, this is an example of a reason why you want to check this stuff regularly. Reviewing your analytics will also help you discover how your customers are engaging with your business at every level of the customer journey. And there are five levels of a customer's journey. So it's like discovery. Who are they? When are they finding you? How are they finding the products that you offer? And are they able to find those easily on it? But reviewing these analytics is just telling the story of how people are moving through that process with your store. And then you're able to understand how they are engaging, buying, and telling other people about your products. And then you can look at the place where you need to improve that. So with these areas or levels of a customer's journey, how they're going through the process, let's talk about things you can monitor to find out this information, okay? So one is obviously your financial analytics. You obviously want to know about you know how much revenue you're making each month, what's the average order value, what's your quarterly revenue, yearly revenue, all of those things. And that will come from the conversion side of things. You're also going to be thinking about website traffic. How are people getting to your website? You can use Google Analytics to track this, tracking organic traffic, direct traffic, which means they typed in your website address, referral if they came from another website, and then social traffic. 
You can also find this information in your Shopify analytics, although Shopify analytics is not as detailed as Google analytics is. So I do recommend you have both. Also include in their ads if you're running ads to bring customers to your site. What you really want to do is look at these traffic sources. So you're going to look at these traffic sources to see which ones are bringing in the most traffic, which ones are actually working. If you are spending all day on Instagram and you realize you're not getting any traffic from Instagram, that could be a good indicator that you probably should spend a little more time doing different types of marketing or the type of marketing you're doing on Instagram isn't working well. You might also see, hey, I am getting a lot of traffic from Pinterest. Maybe I should spend more time in Pinterest to get more traffic. If I gave it a little bit more effort, could that result in more website traffic? That is where people are coming from in the discovery phase of their customer journey. So how are they finding you? Next would be conversions. And so your conversion rate is the number of people who visit your website that actually make a purchase. This information is on Shopify Analytics. You can also set it up in Google so that it tracks your conversions for you. If your conversions are low, that may mean your website needs a little bit of tweaking, whether it be the design or the copy or your product images. There's some area where you could improve. One of the biggest myths I see in this industry as a web designer is that people think once they've created their website, they're done. They don't have to do anything else, but that is not true. You're going to have to update it often. In e-commerce, people update their websites fairly often, especially bigger stores. So you might not have the ability to do that, and that's okay, but you do want to be refining your message, creating better product photos as you move along in your business. Every time you create new products, that's an opportunity to take new photos. And as you talk to new people, as you get reviews back from customers, that's a time to be refining your copy and your message to look for areas where you can improve that. Sometimes you might want to look at your layout and design and make sure you have all the pieces for a really good converting website. If you need help in that conversion area, I have done a podcast episode that talks about what you need on a homepage to have a converting website. The things I talk about in the episode are proven. I have used them with my clients who have high converting websites, and we go through this process of refining and changing the way it works. And if I see something stop working, I will change my method. So go back and listen to that episode. I will have the link in the show notes. That was episode number 61 called All About the Homepage. So then you also have in the conversion realm, you also have average order value. And this is something you're going to find in your Shopify analytics or your e-commerce analytics on your site. Your average order value is going to tell you how much people tend to spend on a regular basis basis. This number is really helpful for creating projections and for creating goals. You might set a goal to say make $5,000 and then when you divide that by your average order value, you know how many people you need to make a purchase in order to reach that goal. And then you can break it down backwards from there to say if I need 10 people to buy $500 on my website, how am I going to drive those 10 people to my website? And not just 10 people because your conversion rate is going to tell you 2%, for example, of people who come to my website buy. If you need 10 people to make a purchase and your conversion rate on average is 2%, then you need 2,000 people 
to view your website within a given month in order to make a purchase. That's the information you're going to learn from looking at your data all the time. The other thing you can find in Google Analytics is the customer lifetime value. This measures the income your business typically brings in from a single customer. So it's like over the span of the time frame you set, how much money has that person spent? This helps you with the retention and loyalty. So do you have a loyalty program that can help? As studies show that it is cheaper to keep a customer than it is to acquire new ones. That can be really helpful information to know so that you can work on nurturing your existing customers more to bring in income. Another thing that you can track is your customer acquisition costs. And this is When you're looking at your paid ads and paid marketing campaigns when evaluating your metric to help you determine what's the true cost per customer, because as marketing is not cheap, ads are not cheap. But you can see how that the ad spend or the marketing costs are comparing to what you are bringing in terms of like customers purchasing from you. So we're talking a lot about Google Analytics there, but there's also analytics inside your marketing campaigns, your marketing software, whatever email platform you're using. If you have an email list, obviously you should have one. I believe in that, but you can keep track of things like click-through rates, open rates, the number of subscribers you have, how many people are unsubscribing. I think this is one area where it's really important to be careful that you aren't reading too much into it. I know sometimes we can see people unsubscribe and it feels personal. It's not. Sometimes I have even told someone I'm I'm subscribing because I'm getting your email three times. Like I've signed up for your list with three different email addresses. Trust me when I know it can feel really personal. Ever since I did the summit, actually, the, the handmade holiday prep summit in September, every time I send an email about 15 people unsubscribe. And I'm just like, it's okay. They're not the right people. They don't want to work with you. They're, you're never going to change their mind. Maybe they'll come back later. I think unsubscribes is something that feels really negative, but we can bring it back to the positive side of things if we just really think about it in terms of data and finding the right fit. Plus, then you don't have to pay for subscribers who don't open your emails. Another great way to gather data, which is a one way that I am gathering data in the new year, is customer surveys and client surveys, like asking the people who are already on your list, who are already in your world, asking them what they think. Are they satisfied with the quality of your product? How satisfied are they with your customer service? Another place you can get this information is from the reviews that are coming in. If you're sending automated reviews, that's a must. When I'm recording this, it's like the end of the year. One thing you could do is send a a request to write a review to anyone who made a purchase in the last six months that didn't leave a review. Just write an email that says, hey, you know, we're so happy that you shopped with us this year. Would you please leave us a review so that we can improve our processes? Now, this list is not complete. There are other things you probably want to be looking at. This is a jumping off point. You are going to have different metrics in your own business, and maybe some of these aren't valuable to your business. So don't feel like you have to monitor all of these things. Every e-commerce business is unique and will have its own set of key performance indicators, which is just like another word for its own set of things that you want to track. If you are really heavily focused on marketing in one platform, maybe you want to track that one more. I am really heavily focused on Pinterest right now. So I am reviewing my Pinterest 
monthly to make sure the effort that we're putting in there is paying off. Now that you know what you can look at and what some of these things mean, let's think about what you can do with this information. So we can look at the analytics and we can gather the data all on all day long, but if we don't pair it with real action, we're not going to really make a difference. One, you can adjust your pricing. If profit's too low or you're noticing that the cost of acquisition is too high, you can look at your pricing structure and see if there's area where you can increase your prices. Or maybe it's something like you need to reduce costs to balance out things. Maybe there's areas for improvement. I don't know if you've listened to the episode I did with Katie Hunt about ways to improve your profit margins, but that is an excellent episode. I highly recommend it for anyone with a product-based business. That was episode number 127. Go back and listen to that episode with Katie from Proof to Product. She's incredible. That episode is golden. Okay, so you can look at your pricing margins, or you can even do something like introducing bundles to encourage people to buy more to bump up your average order value. Maybe you need to adjust the management of your inventory. Maybe you need to keep more inventory or have more inventory in stock so that you're not having out-of-stock items so often on your website. Or maybe you can clean out items that are underperforming and mark those down so you have room for other things. You can adjust your inventory. You can improve your website, obviously. If you want to improve your conversions, you're going to want to look at your website and see what's working for you. Look at the traffic that's coming in. What information is there? Where are they falling off? Are they not checking out? Going through that process. Once you understand that, then you can work on improving it. I do have DIY Shopify, which is my signature course that teaches you how to create a high converting website. If you're looking at your conversion rates and you're like, how do I bring this up? I have that course that can help you. And of course, we have the link in the show notes or you can find it on my website. But that is one area where you can improve conversions. Maybe it's that you need to switch up your marketing strategy. Maybe your marketing efforts just aren't cutting it and you need to try something different. It can also be fun and interesting to try new strategies. So maybe you have been emailing every two weeks and you want to try emailing once a week. Or maybe you've been trying to start a YouTube channel and it's just not working, but Instagram seems to be driving traffic to your site and you want to go heavily in on Instagram and try short-term video instead of long-term video. Just different things like that. You can also work on improving your customer service. Keeping your customers satisfied and happy is crucial to growing your product-based business. You already know that. I don't I don't I know I don't have to tell you that, but improving some of those processes, creating better FAQs, that can help retain customers over the long run so that you're not having to bring in new customers. And that's one way you can improve, bring up the bottom line. And I think a big thing is you really can see what's not working and just get rid of those things. Like you're spending your time doing things that aren't working. And the the question is why? How can we improve or what can we get rid of on our plates so that we have less to do, more freedom in our business, and we're getting better results? but it's just ultimately a better use of your time and more productive. Some action steps for this episode. I want you to gather your data. It's a great time to go back and look at what you can from the last year, see what information is available to you. Maybe you don't have somewhat like Google Analytics set up. That's okay. You can do that now. I will include a link to a tutorial to set up GA4. I know that this is a big question and I don't have all the answers for you about Google Analytics 4. I just know that it's the new way of tracking that Google is moving to next year. 
It's not difficult to set up on your site. Like it's really easy to install on Shopify. However, you do have to do some setup inside of Google and you just have to go through their process. So I will link to a tutorial in the show notes so that you can get these set up so that even if you're not tracking analytics now, you can do it in the future. You can also use some of this information to go back and see what was happening in your business and your Shopify analytics, things like that. Also, think about it like one step at a time. So if right now you're just gathering the data and you're not really doing much with it, that's okay. Start with the things that you care the most about. What are your top priorities in your business? What are the things that you really want to focus on? And what are the things that are really working? If you really have a goal to go all in on email marketing this year, start with those analytics. Look at the data so that you know where to start making those improvements. And it's okay to not track everything. And it's okay to track stuff and not actually use the information yet, okay? As you analyze, as you keep going, you will get better, you will understand. And again, if your analytics have revealed to you that your store, your website needs updated, because this is really common, check out DIY Shopify. It's our self-study program to help you create an amazing, high-converting Shopify website on your own. If you are stressing about how you're going to improve your conversions, definitely check that out because... That's a big part of the program. Before we go, I just want to summarize what we've talked about. Your analytics are just data. Don't get too hung up on them, but also don't ignore them. We want to look at them objectively so that we can see what's working, what's not working, where we can improve things, where we can remove things. And then you want to look into the customer journey from discovery, acquisition, conversion, retention, and advocacy to see where you can better retain customers, better support incoming customers, and reduce your costs of marketing and bringing in new customers. Cost of acquisition is what it's called. Use the tools available to you to monitor things like analytics from your platform. So Shopify analytics, Google analytics. You can also look at analytics in most of the platforms you're using. If you're on Pinterest, you can look at those. If you're using YouTube, you can look at those. I know it's a little harder on places like Instagram, but the information is there. You just have to look for it. Don't be afraid to try a customer survey if you really are looking for ways to improve your business. That's something I'm doing in 2023. And then take action. Don't be afraid to start small. Do one thing at a time. Focus on one area. That's perfectly fine. It's going to be really cool to see this data over time. I'll tell you one thing. My bookkeeper makes a snapshot and it's just revenue in, revenue out, or expenses out, how much I'm taking home, my averages for the month totals for the year, totals for the quarter, so that I can see everything at a glance. And because I've worked with her for three years now, I can go back and look and I can say, oh, this month is typically higher revenue. This month is typically lower revenue. I know things will pick up on this month. Expenses tend to be high in this month. Or even though quarter one looks like this, I tend to make up for it in quarter three. All those different things. It's just really cool to see that information. So even if you're feeling overwhelmed, like you don't want to dig into your analytics, maybe just start gathering the information and then you can look at it when it feels a little easier. All right. Best of luck to you, friends. I hope you found this episode helpful. Talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to the Product Powerhouse podcast. It means so much to me that you take the time out of your day to listen to this podcast. It's my favorite thing to create, and I am so grateful that you've taken the time to listen. 
If you enjoyed this podcast or you have listened to other episodes and enjoyed those, it would mean the world to me if you could take a minute out of your day to leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. This helps me get the show out to more people just like you who are out there trying to grow their own product-based business.